Hey Camp Pros, and happy summer to you. I want to start off by saying a big thank you to those who have recently left us a review on iTunes. If you want to do that, you can just click on the Reviews button on the Camp Hacker title page in the Apple Podcast app. If you're a listener on any other platform, like I am, we always appreciate any way you do share what you appreciate about the show and let us know about it. I want to give a big Camp Hacker cheer for Lauren Taylor, 1991, uh, Starry Chari, Scotty 102, uh, and A.E. Healy, who said, if you work in any capacity related to camping, I highly recommend listening to Camp Hacker. You will learn a lot from a great group of people doing great work. It's also great to download a bunch before a long road trip. So thank you very much. I think that's Allie. Um, but uh, if you're A.E. Healy and you're not Allie, I'm sorry. Uh, but I do want to thank those people who've left us some great reviews in the past couple of months. I'm doing a solo today just because I wanted to tell you about three quick things from the Camp Hacker HQ. Number one, I'm hosting a webinar this Friday. That's June 17th at 12 Eastern Daylight Time. It's called Be the Camp Photographer Your Director Needs You to Be. Uh, And it's not for the directors. It's for the camp photographer to watch. So if you're that person, check out the link at the end of this little blurb. If you're the director, then uh, sign your photographers up and send them over. I found so many of the camp directors I speak to are really frustrated with the quality of the images, the photos they get from their camp photographers. Too often they're getting too many pictures of the photographer's camp friends and not enough of the campers. Just boring snapshots with no stories or way too many photos delivered on a hard drive at the end of the summer. Joe told me one time before he made this change that I've incorporated into this presentation, Joe told me that he used to get 3,500 unedited photos in one folder at the end of the season. And that was useless to him. He couldn't find the images he need. He had to work on them before they were ready to go. And now he has set up a system and I worked with his photographer to set this up um, so that there is a good manageable number of photos and it's helpful for the directors. So he's now using the advice from this presentation to get much fewer photos. They're well edited and presented with a tagging system that allows the camp to find just the right photos for each marketing project. I hope you'll join us. Please go to zoic.ca slash camp dash photog. That's Z-O-I-C dot C-A or Z-O-I-C dot C-A slash C-A-M-P dash P-H O-T-O-G. Uh, and that's Friday, June 17th. If you missed it, you can go to that same link and buy the replay. Um, if you are partway through the summer and remember this recording and you're unhappy with the pictures you're getting, then send your photographer here. It'll be about an hour, an hour and a half, and we'll give them all the tools to set them up to give you good photos for marketing camp for the rest of the year. So number two thing we want to talk about today, we really want to take a moment and congratulate Matt Hansberger. Matt, who many of you know I call Iskis by his camp name, uh, he's a producer for this show and uh, he did a brilliant TV interview just yesterday about the value of camp. And uh, I hope you go check that out. He did really well at giving good little blurbs in the very short periods of time for the edits. I thought it was so brilliant. So congratulations, Matt, for that. Uh, Please do check out that video. It's on our website in the blog section. That's at camphacker.tv slash blog. The third reason uh, that I want to talk to you is because I wanted to leave you with something special for this summer um, as a way of, of wishing you a safe and happy summer. 
A few years ago, I had a chance to talk with the author Seth Godin, who is a camp alumni who actually goes back and teaches camping or teaches canoeing for one week of the summer at Camp Erewhon up here in Ontario, Canada. Um, I had a chance then to ask him how he how we can create what he calls the linchpins, how we can provide opportunities at camp for our staff and even senior campers to become a linchpin in the camp community. It's short, but it's powerful, and we'd like to leave it with you with our wishes that you all have a safe and happy summer. Thanks for the evening, friends. Welcome, everybody, to Camp Hackers videos from Tri-State. I'm here today with Seth Godin. Welcome, Seth. Thanks for coming to Tri-State. Oh, pleasure. Great. It's great to have you here. Um, what I wanted to start with is your own camp experience, because camp is, you talk about camp a lot and the things that you do. Yeah, I haven't bored anyone yet. That, that <laughs> at least I haven't spoken up about it. Yep. Uh, I started going to Camp Arawan in Algonquin Park in 1970 when I was 10. Mm -hmm. Stayed all the way until I was in Stanford Business School in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, came back every summer in the 80s to help them run their Camp Arawan Privileged Kids. Yeah. And then in 1990, when I was 30, uh, Joanne Cates, who still runs the camp, uh, that was her first summer, and she asked me to come along and help her out. Yeah. So I shut down my business, moved to Canada, brought my dog, and uh, it was a dream come true. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so what I wanted to know is what sort of you've taken from that camp experience, because it, it does keep bubbling to the surface. And I must say, I love the, the photo of you and Jill Greenberg. I'm a photographer, so it's great to see that photo of the two of you. Well, I, it, you know, it might be the earliest Jill Greenberg photograph <laughs> on the entire internet. Yeah. I didn't put the two together. Here's this world-famous photographer, and here's this woman I went to camp with when she was 11, and right. it, like they're the same person, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I learned so much at camp about what our world needs from yeah. us today, right? And when camps are at their best, what they do is they create linchpins. Right. Because they're not about top-down authority. They're not about doing what someone did yesterday, but a little faster. They're not about doing well on a standardized test. They're about becoming that person, and they're about uh, being someone we would miss if you were gone. Right. And then we get to work, and suddenly we get brainwashed to do all those opposites. Yes. And that worked great in 1920 and 30 and 40 when factories ruled the earth. Mm -hmm. But those people are under stress now, and the people who are thriving and are succeeding are the ones who are acting like they're at camp. Right. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. And, and you talked in Poke the Box about accepting mediocrity. And I think, from my opinion, camp, we get a little beyond that. Did you find the same thing, too? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, as far as I can tell, two ways to run a camp. And right. the other Good way uh, is a conformity-based system. Mm -hmm. It's uh, team sports, being the GOAT, being left out, bullying, uh, uh, and being part of the system so that the system can rule. Right. I've never been part of a camp like that, so right. I can't talk about it firsthand, yeah. but they're out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, for good reason, because those were the easiest camps to run and fill for years and years. Yes. The other kind of camp, though, is one where it says, the only person you're competing against is yourself. Well, if you're competing against yourself, why is mediocrity acceptable? Right. And that's the challenge. Yeah. The school teaches kids to be mediocre because they're competing against other people in the system. A great summer camp makes it so you'd never accept that. Right. 
Right. Never accept that from one person or the whole group. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, I really, really appreciate your time, Seth. Wait, awesome. I have to show everyone my power. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> you couldn't make it today, right? This is made from salvaged koa from Hawaii. Feel how heavy it is. <laughs> yes. And it's, and it's got whipping on it from Canadian Tire. Yeah. And um, I've, I've paddled tens of thousands of miles with this thing, and it's the ugliest paddle I've ever made. I've made many beautiful cherrywood paddles, all carved by hand. Yeah. But this one, I just keep coming back to it because it's the one. That's great. So you did all this? Yeah. It's Classic. Awesome. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the work you do. Right, you, appreciate it. If I hold on to that, I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Seth. <laughs>